Welcome back to the Last Prepper Standing Podcast, episode number four, the fastest growing prepping podcast on the internet today. I like to keep these shows quick, fast, informative. We're going to hit some headlines that I think you should be paying attention to as a prepper. We're going to go over some prepping tips and I'm going to answer some of your questions. Today, we're going to start with one of the questions from Instagram. The question comes from the preppy redhead. Shout out to her. I've been uh, friends with her on Instagram for quite a while. Kicked around some good ideas. Used to be part of our uh, Skype chats, and we need to get back to that. I haven't done those in quite a while, so maybe be looking for a call out for some Skype chats with several other preppers, and we kick around some ideas get to talk about the waterfront, our concerns, and what we're facing. But the question she asked from the preppy redhead on Instagram is pool water, filter for drinking. It's a great question, and it's a great question to me because part of my prepping plan is to filter the pool water that we have on hand. So if you go online, there's some easy stuff to look up that'll give you some tips and tricks to this, and I'm pleasantly surprised at this question because some of the stuff I thought was a good idea might not have been the best idea. Um, Some of the things you're concerned about with this water, not only is it the chemicals that are in it, but it's what has been in it. Our pools are, you know, exposed to animal waste, human skin cells, other bacteria and pathogens that we may not typically think of when we just look at that pool water. We all know that you could get a little pool water, a little bit of pool water in your mouth and you're going to be okay, you're going to be fine, but drinking it in large quantities is where the problem could come in hand or come in. The idea that I've considered is doing two things. One using a Berkey water filter which gets out many of the bacteria that you would find using your life straw because if that life straw is good enough to be uh drinking out of some murky pond water, you got to be certain that it's good enough to drink your pool water on top of that um, i've also been thinking about um, steaming and boiling and kind of like a reverse osmosis type process with just collecting the steam and the water that way and having it go through that cycle of the boiling process and recollecting it so that's my plan for how to effectively turn the pool water into drinking water So that was a great question. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be doing more Q&A type things for this podcast. So be on the lookout for those at American Prepper Group, my personal Instagram, Last Prepper Standing, and the Prepping Syndicate. Now, if you promote prepping, you're in the prepping kind of influencer uh, era field go ahead and message me on there. I'd love to help you promote your stuff. That's 100% what that page is about because I think one thing all preppers have in common is that we understand the value of bringing more people into the prepping mindset. But let's go ahead and delve into some of these headlines. Uh, Injuries mount as China's dreams become unstable for Olympians. So a lot of uh, bad feedback from China and the Olympics, which... You know, I think that country kind of deserves that at this point for them to be looking like fools on the world stage. Uh, Trump social app self-proclaimed foe of big tech needs Apple and Google just to survive. Big surprise there. I don't think people realize how much of a monopoly 
these big tech companies really have on our freedom of speech in the direction of our country. It's becoming more and more of a dangerous problem. And we're seeing that with Joe Rogan and the attempted canceling from him because he's going against the mainstream narrative. So it's getting a little dangerous out there. It's getting a little shaky with uh, big tech. And so many of these platforms are reliant upon them that is just hard to get away. It's going to be hard for anyone to step in and fill that void. Even with Facebook allegedly losing billions of digital dollars, um, you know, you're not seeing people roll into their offices and haul away their furniture, take over their servers, anything like that. It's all just digital dollars that were lost. Grab some headlines, shift the focus back to them. People buy the dips. So, you know, it could be just a big way for them to kind of plunge it hurt the consumer, everyone buys back in, they get to ride the wave back up as they, you know, kick Zuckerberg out or something like that. So you got to kind of not believe everything you see when it comes to these companies that are supposedly losing billions and billions of dollars. Um, some headlines to here too, this is, uh, most of these are from Drudge, but shoppers are still hoarding kind of making a bad about people who are hoarding and they're trying to blame a lot of the crisis you see in the shelves right now on truckers not wanting to do their job, people not wanting to return to the labor force, consumers out there hoarding and stocking back, which, I mean, even if that is the case, people are well within their rights to do that, especially considering all the stuff that has happened late recently. I'm a big believer in kind of like the free market economy. If you choose to take your money that you've earned and spend it on whatever you want, if you want to buy go to the grocery store and the grocery store has a hundred cans of tuna on hand and you want to buy all those cans of tunas, you're not a hoarder to me. You're not uh, depleting the system. You're not being selfish. You're just choosing what you want to purchase with your fiat currency. I don't have a problem with that. Nobody gets upset that someone wants to go spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on digital fake art, you know, with the dream of hitting the lotto, that the NFT fever. I caution all you preppers out there to be very careful about this stuff. Uh, the cryptos included. I like to buy some cryptos, but always keep that mindset of I'm a prepper. I truly believe that grid down is the major play for them. So I don't want to be overly invested in crypto. I think NFTs are a super joke. It seems more of a Ponzi scheme than anything to me. Um, and that comes into play when you hear the way people talk about it. Some of these influencers who are making these NFTs blow up is just, it's a joke to them. They're manipulating their fan bases. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out long term. But this, to get back into some of these uh, headlines here, USA on the road for a 1950s style unemployment, but it may be just a pit stop, a pit stop onto worse problems. Uh, the troubles with the triple vax getting um, COVID. So their narrative for the effectiveness is starting to decline and wane as people get more and more shots and they still continue to get um, infected. So there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff that comes uh, from that. Uh, Anti-woke legislation lets parents sue Florida schools over student discomfort. There's going to be a lot of battles in these schools on both sides. And I think at the end of the day, 
Um, we should just be focusing on, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And anything beyond that should be the scope of extracurricular schools or just really at the end of the day should fall back into the hands of the parents. I don't know why so much of this stuff is covered in school when the real important things that you need to operate as a human being are not being covered and being kind of put on the back burner for social feelings and this and that. And I, and I work in an industry where I have to deal with credit and money all the time. And the financial illiteracy of people in this country is mind-blowing. And I see it on a day-to-day basis. And it leads into the next headline that's on the front of Drudge and kind of our topic for today. But it says, study shows that 7 in 10 Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Is that you? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? One of the biggest things I advocate to other preppers or people who are just getting started is getting some financial stability before you get deep into the prepping game. And that's what we're going to talk about now. We're going to talk about some ways that you could save some money and you can live a little bit more frugal so you could help yourself prep. Because with 7 out of 10 Americans living paycheck to paycheck, and if you are one of them, I'm not judging you. I think that you're in a situation where there's some accountability that needs to be had, and you're going to be out of that situation quicker than you know. I've coached people and helped people um, from all walks of life, from, from low income to high income, get out of that situation. I think that's one of the things that people have a misconception about is that just because you're living to paycheck to pay- paycheck does not mean you're poor. I know more people of a high income who are living paycheck to paycheck than I do people on the lower income scale. Because people on the lower income scale know that they have to kind of cut corners here and cut corners there and be a little more conscious about what they buy. I think the living paycheck to paycheck, I see more in people who live beyond their means. And we'll delve into some ways right right now about how you could financially take care of yourself, which I believe is one of the biggest underrated not talked about enough prepping skills right there with fitness and personal health that needs to be gone over in the community. All right, let's jump into these 10 tips for saving money. I think this is a great point to start for everybody if we can figure out how to save some money. And also some of these tips will help you put you on the right track to get out of living from paycheck to paycheck. So let's start with number one. Keep track of your spending. If you know where your money's going, it's going to be easier for you to make the changes needed. I would recommend trying to get some budgeting apps, uh, maybe just starting a ledger, a simple in and out ledger with a balance at the end. A lot of people don't know how to balance a checkbook or even how to balance a ledger. Um, There's great YouTube videos on that and there's great information out there that you could very quickly and easily figure that out if you're struggling with it. Um, Really work to separating wants from needs. Now, for preppers, that could be hard to do. That could be a tricky, touchy subject for so many people. I know that um, preppers have a tendency to buy things they want or think they need, but the reality is they don't need another pocket knife. You don't need another fixed blade knife. You don't need another water filter. You need to get ahead on your bills and you need to put yourself in a situation where there's a financial crisis, you have a little bit put back. And to me, a little bit put back is three months, and I'll recommend this all the time, and you're going to hear this throughout this podcast, but it's three months of your essential bills. Your essential bills to me is housing, food, transportation, and energy. 
So keep that in mind. I don't think your cell phone's an essential bill. I don't think your cable's an essential bill. You know, you don't want to destroy your credit, but at the same time, you know, when you got to kind of make a decision about what you're going to pay and not pay, I say focus on the essentials and making sure that you have three months worth of essential bills is a great starting point before you even dive into any prepping. Um, Number three, avoid using credit cards to pay your bills. Well, it may make things easier right now. Using your uh, credit is going to only increase your monthly payments in the future and increase, obviously, your total amount of debt. Save regularly. Um, One of my favorite books that talked about savings and is Rich Dad, Poor Dad and about paying yourself first. You need to try to work towards a, a situation where you pay yourself first. You're paying yourself, your future self, your current self first before you pay any of your bills, before you take on any more debt. So work into a plan where you could save regularly. Uh, check and review your insurance policies. There's a lot of people who could save some money just by reviewing their insurance policies, making sure that information's up to date. Um, check and review any of your reoccurring bills. Are you paying for Netflix every single month and you're not in um, you're not using it? Are you paying for Hulu and you never use it? Are you paying for some sort of subscription-based service and you're never ever using it? Um, upgrade or downgrade your services is another thing. Now sometimes you can save money by upgrading. Sometimes you can save money by downgrading. If you sat down and really audited what you have um, going in and out, you may be able to save yourself money from upgrading. We recently um, upgraded our cell phone plan and ended up saving per phone, which is five phones for us, $10 each. So that ended up saving us a net of $50 a month by upgrading our phones. I recently downgraded um, our cable package. I I really sat down and I said, okay, what channels, what channels, sorry, what channels am I getting that I watch, is they available in this lower package? Can I buy that? So I went ahead and downgraded my um, my cable package and ended up saving money. Now the the dads are gonna love this one. Try to lower your energy bill. Oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how much energy is wasted in my house. And I have to be the one who works at it and does it. I'm at the point where I don't even bug them about turning off the lights. I don't bug them about running the water. I don't bug them about doing certain things. I just take it into my own hands and I'll go turn off the water. I'll go turn off the lights. I'll make sure that we're doing laundry at the uh, most efficient time. And I'll just give little gentle reminders. I don't bug them. Um, I find that it's one of the situations where you're going to, you know, uh, catch more bees with honey, right? Um, Number nine, consider signing up for online bill payments. I know a lot of people who have the money but get behind on their bills because they just mismanage their own time so poorly. They have the money to pay the bill, but they just forgot to do it. Online billing really kind of changed um, a lot for us, too. It took out a lot of the guesswork. It took out a lot of the um, time involved with sitting down, writing out the bill, mailing it out. I'm sure that most people are using online billing now, but if you're not and you can, you need to do that. And number two or number 10, and this is one that I don't really have to deal with. I I bring my lunch to work every day. It blows people's minds because I'm kind of higher up at work and most everyone else eats out here, but I bring my own lunch to work and we cut down 
And I mean, we've almost cut out the amount we go out to eat food. You'll be surprised how much money is wasted on that, even with these inflationary prices for food. So those are just 10 tips um, for you guys to really think about on how to save money, ways that you can maybe increase your money on hand and put towards preps, put towards that three months worth of emergency bills and really work towards some financial goals that'll only benefit you in your prepping lifestyle. So I hope that's informative. I hope you guys find that um, useful and you apply it to your everyday life. So much of the information that's out there is great information, but it's completely worthless if we do not apply it. So I encourage you guys to go out there and apply that information. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be mindful of those headlines we put out there. Continue to send in your questions to Instagram. And above all, stay prepared and stay safe.